Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Oh, tonight we got them. Goldie, the Sulk, and J.C. And it starts right now. So welcome back to another episode of a typical disgusting display, a podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. Uh, folks, you, you both know already, but I've been having a morning. Goldie, you're smiling already. <laughs> smiling Smizing. already. It's insane. Oh, because you're insane. having a bad time. The yeah. world needs to have a bad time. No. The whole thing revolves sympathy, around you. Empathy. Sympathy and empathy. Have you heard those words before? Shouted at you, maybe? Hey, so, as, here, as, let me... as I'm sure maybe your wife would say, I can be both. I can be both an empathetic person and have, be having a good day. Yeah, that's not what was happening. I'll tell you what was happening. Sure. What was happening is... Uh, as we all know now, hallelujah, the writer's strike has ended. Woo-hoo. Thank you, David Goodman and all the WGA board members for getting that resolved. Yes. Um, so I'm doing this podcast from back in the office today. And now for, for a week or so, we've been hearing rumblings that the strike was going to end. So I was, I was preparing, preparing, talking to Suka, head of uh, office security, making sure my elevator and garage card works and my Disney ID works to open the office. Well, I get in today. Neither of them worked. Neither. No. So I had to take, look how happy you are. It's disgusting. <laughs> no. It's disgusting. <laughs> so my elevator, my garage card didn't work. So I had to come in P1, which is like a pay situation. So I have a ticket and they say, oh, well, you can use the EV chargers there don't have access they say you don't have access to this so let me let me stop you right here yeah the building is surrounded by free parking (laughs) surrounded Surrounded. where but what with ev chargers no wrong they're in i need that ev charge to get home today which is 82 miles from here so i need that charge so anyway okay well you should pay then you should pay oh i should have free gas because i need gas i'm happy to pay for the charger Good. I want to pay for the parking. Fine. So anyway, I come up here. <laughs> Submit after it to petty disaster. cash. Oh, you're petty. All right. Submit it to your petty cash. <laughs> so I get in, I get into the building. Elevator card doesn't work. I'm stuck in the elevator. 
So finally, I get down to the lobby. I go, look at you giggling. <laughs> See, now you cannot deny what is making you happy. So I'm sweating, stuck in the elevator. I get down to the security desk. JC seems really upset, too. <laughs> I know, I yeah, but she's allowed. She hasn't been my best friend for 25 years. So anyway. I feel like I just got an upgrade to best friend <laughs> in this See? moment. Yeah. Well, I got a field promotion you're, you're, due you're, to your anger. You're, tie, you're tied with three other Johns. What can I tell you? No, as uh, I've always said about you, the, the, the guy who's such a mystery to everyone who knows him. Some, someone will introduce themselves as your best friend. I've never seen them before and I've known you like over 30 years. <laughs> yep. That happens. I am a mystery. So today was very non-mysterious. So they they okay. are nice enough at the security desk to allow me access to the third floor. Because you're there. literally the only person in the building. <laughs> right, like because I'm coming here for this. Right. No, I know. This. So, no, it's an empty building. So I get up to the third floor. Then my Disney ID card does not work to open up the suite. I'm <sighs> angrily texting my assistant. I'm angrily calling uh suka who is head of security here in the office and i'm texting you two and i'm saying i'm not going to be let in and i i'm talking with uh with suka instantly goldie texts back oh suka oh honey honey complete with musical notes in the text on either side so you are just giddy Absolute. I have not seen you this giddy in a very long time. So in a way, I'm happy that for you that you're having that. But I'm just a little bit upset that what brings out your supreme happiness is my abject misery. You've had too much therapy. You're, you're reading too much, too much into this. I have so it later good. today, and I'm Listen, talking about this. Say again. we were on that Titanic submersible, and it's like, hey, we're about to explode. Do you want me to start crying or do you want me to just <laughs> make a couple jokes before we explode? Slightly it, different doesn't, scenario. it doesn't matter. It doesn't Slightly change doesn't change your reality, yeah. my reaction. Well, anyway, so, so I'm these sit- things happen to you. So maybe I was just trying to inject a little levity to calm you down to get you into a, a podcast frame of mind. You don't know my motivations. Tell you don't yourself know. You don't whatever understand you want. how I work. Tell I'm playing yourself. 3D chess. Three, you're playing 2D checkers. And it was written all over your face what you were doing. And so as I was telling you before, I'm sitting on a cement floor outside of our office for 15 or 20 minutes. How are you sitting? No, crisscross applesauce. Right. Crisscross and can I say sauce. something? Yes. You're in control of how you sit. Yeah. So you could have found a more comfortable position. That was the most comfortable position. And I was telling you before we No way. My back was against the wall, literally and figuratively. Okay. So I was telling you before I got in here that me trying to get in this office was like Die Hard starring a guy who can do nothing. (laughs) So that was me. Instead of clawing my way through an air vent. I sat cross-legged on a cement Listen, floor and waited. You for had it. eight bad minutes. You're fine. <laughs> More. Nine. Twenty-three. Ten. Was it really? Let, stop me when I reach the amount of bad minutes. Higher. Higher. <laughs> Can you take me higher? Anyway, I'm sorry. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll be. I'm upset. sweating in here. I don't have water. 
and because we had to start and the zoom the zoom was not working and we had to get the tech guy on the phone I don't have water it. i'm not concerned about you there's a coffee bean in the lobby you'll there's be a, fine if i can get up and back in i can't i might be stranded in coffee bean Whoa. i'm just stranded everywhere you don't need a well you yeah you need a you don't need a card to get down do you no you but might to get back up no all i need is a good beat to get down it's also very okay. funny that there's security in a building that no one cares about. I know. I it seems know. like a post 9-11 overreaction. Like, it's like, you know, they're trying to blow up everything. It's like no one, no one even, there's not enough business in that building to merit nothing blowing up. Nothing. Yeah. It's like, that is it's like Al-Qaeda looks at that and goes, ah, it just, you yeah, know, skip it. Skip yeah. it. <laughs> we'll, we'll bomb the IHOP so instead across the yeah. street. Oh my lord! I am schwitzing in here too. Well, let they me just say, turn... um, is there anything I can do? <laughs> Wait, oh, you said that so giddily. First joke of the day. First there were so the many, but I was like, yeah. I know there's going to be. Well, oh. it's, it's so many things are the Kilborn exhale. And uh, <sighs> as I've told you before, I wish we had titled the podcast "Back to Zero. Yeah, because well, even with one. the strike wrapping up. It's like everyone's throwing these celebrations, and it's like, oh, we're just going back to our job. Yeah, I know. Back to I zero. Know. Yeah, here that, we go. Yep, that is such yep. a good. Title. COVID's over. Back to zero. Back, back to zero. To zero. <laughs> yep. Time That's to true. punch up that triplet in Act Two, Goldie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a wonderful world. I know. You know what? I one two. thing about the strike I won't miss is on the line. So there are these people who they stand at the crosswalk. And they yeah. tell you, you can go. And they just, they're so militant about it. Like, they're like, I'm going to need to hold you. And it's like, I'm 50 fucking years old. If I want to cross a street, I think I have enough agency and enough knowledge. And by the way, if I get run over, I accept that. As part of being alive, I've crossed tens of thousands of streets in my lifetime with an absolutely meticulous, perfect Spotless. record of not getting hit. So the notion that I need some fucking 28-year-old to tell me, like, it's okay for you to go, I do not need you to tell me when to go. Strike fucking field general who thinks that they know how to cross a street better than a fucking guy who could be their granddad. Let me, let me tell you some of the streets I have crossed in my life. Oh, yeah, I've crossed... Broadway. Okay? Ooh, that's a big one. One of America's preeminent streets. Yes. I've crossed it. Zero trouble. Okay? <laughs> Commonwealth Ave in Boston, one of the oldest city Ooh, streets yes. in America. And a, and a wide one. Yes. Got across. Yeah, that's a long cross. Safely. I don't even need to go into Los Angeles. Wilshire. Pico, oh. La Brea. Ooh. These are major wait, Hollywood wait. Boulevard. Yes, Sunset. <laughs> major streets. Never hit. Never needed someone in a vest tell me, oh, you can go. <laughs> I have traveled the world. Yes. I have crossed in France the Champs Elysees. Oh, oh, that is a big famous. Celestes, I have crossed. I have crossed it. Bien fait. I have successfully navigated Rome. Ooh, yes. Very dangerous city. <laughs> no one helping me. Just crossing to and fro from espresso place to gelato place. Back and forth, back and forth, eating the whole time. Sometimes hands full of food. Have you been to Morocco? Well, I have. 
Did I stay on one side of the street in Morocco? Do you think I said, oh, I'll only see one side of Rabat? No! I saw both sides. How? By crossing! Oh, Mr. Roboto. Uh, way to go. So I will not miss that. And you know, like, what it what it was is, like, it, it is when my dad fell in the shower and he broke his neck and he went into a nursing home. The first thing they do in the nursing home is they put you in a diaper. Not because you need a diaper, but because they're like, we're not going to be able to get you to the bathroom in time. So, so you go Jeez. from a person who can use the bathroom and does not need a diaper to you're wearing a diaper. And guess what happens after a month? You're shitting and pissing in the diaper. Everyone wants to put you in the diaper. Right. I ain't wearing the diaper, folks. I will not wear your diaper of telling me when to cross the street. I will not wear your diaper. I am not doing the next strike. I am going to do a show with Bill Maher and Drew Barrymore. The next strike. Oh, Mari Moore. That's the name of the show. Welcome to Mari Moore. If uh, one more person tells me I can't cross a fucking 40-foot street with a light that's blinking nine. <laughs> oh, that's a good nine. detail. That's a good I detail. Like I was going to question you bringing it up again, but that was a good detail. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, it was all just awful, and we're glad it's over. We're yeah. happy to be getting back to work, and again, no, we're not. Dave, yeah, no. Well, we're we're back to zero, thanks to yes. David Goodman. Well, you're yes. about to die in the office, apparently. I know. I'm <laughs> here. No we're going to show up for work, and there's going to be a skeleton wearing a Patriots t-shirt, <laughs> holding an empty shattering cup of skeleton. Water. <laughs> um, well, speaking of dying, let's get in to Johnny jokes. From Hollywood, we're back and open for business and better than ever. Here's Johnny's. Oh, yes, yes, we're back in action here. Uh, Maybe you heard this story. This is wild. Uh, Minnesota Twins manager Rocco Baldelli has fathered a set of twins. Huh, Hmm. weird. Uh, Meanwhile, the manager of the Yankees... Drifted right. off to sleep next to some crumpled up tissues. <laughs> the Yankees. He's that's, yanking. That's good. Is Johnson. That's uh, very good. Thank you. Uh, in a shocking new study, Harvard ranked worst among universities in free speech. Uh, unless, of course, that free speech involves letting people know that you went to Harvard. <laughs> they love to do that. 
let's see. Visitors to the Royal Academy of Arts in London will have to squeeze in between two nude models. Uh, here's hoping the event will not be covered by the BBC. <laughs> That's code these days, BBC. And finally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> finally. Plans. Uh, the manager of the Yankees knows a yeah, yeah. about that. Yeah, he sure does. <laughs> uh, plans are in the works for a movie about 80s boy band Menudo. Uh, the film will carry an R rating for violence, language, and brief menudity. <laughs> Take it away, Johnny, too. All right. Well, uh, uh, yesterday... President Biden congratulated the Writers Guild for settling the strike in time to save the fall schedule. Uh, not the networks, Biden's. <laughs> oh, there's so much milk in that cow. I love it. <laughs> well, uh, Taylor Swift caused quite a stir when she attended the Chiefs-Bears game as Travis Kelsey's date. Uh, according to witnesses, Taylor sat high in the luxury box ate chicken wings, drank vodka cranberries, and caught six passes from Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> the Bears are not good. good. You got to know a thing or two about football, but he's, he's been terrible. Uh, the governor of New York has announced that New York City can't accept any more immigrants. And the plaque on the Statue of Liberty has been changed to Bring me maybe two Chinese billionaires, a rich Saudi, and a Swedish tech CEO, but that's it until 20,000 Italians move or die. <laughs> wow. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, the other day, this is, a, this is a fun story. The other day, Kelly Clarkson stopped to sing with a homeless street performer who had no idea that it was her. Oh, wow. You know? And... Uh, it's been almost 20 years, but still sad Justin Guarini didn't remember her. <laughs> oh, ah, ouch. Good and, memory. <laughs> and finally, uh, Norm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Norm. According to a new study, the blue light from phones is speeding up puberty. Huh. No wonder I'm seeing so many babies with tits. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised I feel like I could have enunciated that. Babies with tits. <laughs> there you go. Get the tits out there. Um, I was surprised you didn't go with Sanjaya. <laughs> Sanjaya. That was a different year. Yeah, that's true. That that, oh, that's right. They were the yeah. same year, Guarini and Clarkson. I forgot. They yes. made a movie from Justin to Kelly. That's right. That's oh, wow. Right. wow. I actually I saw that, that, that movie. As did I. Wow. Uh, I right. voted for Bo Bice. That's how long that show's <laughs> wow. been around. Is he the super low Bo voice? Bo, Bo, Bo Bice, do you remember uh, his He's... song? For Love of Money. Now, well, do you remember uh, uh, the song that I remember him singing on that was Vehicle? I'm your vehicle, baby. <laughs> he had a good, good throaty he, voice. He Very was niche. amazing. Yeah, Bo he, He's my favorite uh, musician. <laughs> Ever, of all time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Speaking uh, of right. musicians, yeah. next week. Yes. Uh, next week, we're very excited for our guest. We have Blake Robin. He's also Ooh. known as Luxury. There's two X's in there. Yes. He is the co-host of SiriusXM's One Song with Diallo Riddle. It is nice. a great show. He is a music encyclopedia. 
He is a very talented DJ and musician, raconteur, and he really came to play. And uh, just, it was like a music appreciation class that you wish you had. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So that's next week, Blake Robin. Uh, but we're excited about today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Friends, we have... Uh... We oh, got right. him. We got. Oh, he's in. He's in. We we have a talented writer today, but more importantly, a friend, a yes. coworker, and a friend, someone who we've been working closely with for almost ten years. Um, you young hip kids out there might remember him as the host of MTV's TRL uh, for seven or eight years. Uh, you closed the show down. No, no comment on you. But now he's he's a uh, he's a writer on Family Guy, incredibly funny guy. Folks, please welcome Damian Fahey to the Woo-hoo! podcast. Damian, thank you. Thank you. you. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited for being here. I'm excited to be here. I've listened to uh, a, a, I mean every episode of this. Oh, of this thing. that sounded whoa, whoa. not credible. You were gonna, well, you're... there were a couple I skipped. If I'm going to be honest, you <laughs> yeah. know, I just didn't recognize the names. Oh, you know? and so uh, no. Um, but I've listened to uh, so many of these episodes while I like hike my dog, uh, you know, especially like during the during the strike and stuff. So oh, cool. nice. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, so while you're picking you. up dog shit, you're <laughs> yes. listening I think to most us. I find the, the perfect uh, accoutrement to uh, <laughs> picking up uh, animal feces is this podcast. A great French word. I love it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Damien, in, in, I, I mentioned this before we started. Um, and we've been working together for quite a while. And I had no idea that you, like Goldie and me, are from Massachusetts. Way to stay in touch with your employees. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, just Damien just looks like a guy who has grown in a California lab for handsome people. Like I just didn't <laughs> like most people in Western Massachusetts do not look like Damien looks. Let's let's get that out there. Is really? Really? Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess that's I don't know. I guess it's kind of. Kind of where, true. Although then I, I went to Ireland and everyone looked like me in Ireland. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was a little weird. I was like, I was all going in all confident. And I'm like, oh, wait, every guy looks like they were, uh, you know, in, in the boy band, uh, you know, take that or something. <laughs> Is that a real boy band? Yeah, I think that was the one Robbie Williams was in. Oh, oh wow. know, In the 2000s, I think were, so. Were they on TRL? Uh, they were before me oh before my time yeah i would play them on kiss 108 fm though i love that i read that about you too so in boston you you, uh 
worked at Kiss 108 in Boston, yeah. which was a huge part. Now, here's a question that only the, a few people in the know will even care about. Did you meet Sonny Joe White? No, <laughs> you know, sadly, Sonny Joe had passed at that time. Oh, he's oh. dead. Hey, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He he died. Uh, Maddie in the morning say- killed him. <laughs> yes, that is true. Maddie Mori killed a lot of uh people, but um uh no, love Maddie in the morning. I'm actually miss him being on the radio. I used to listen to him all the time out here. Yeah. Uh, we're getting in the weeds here, but um <laughs> I love the weeds. Uh, I love the weeds. But uh but yeah, Sonny Joe White, no, Dale Dorman was my my mentor oh. who, who took me under his wing, Uncle Dale, uh cool. at Kiss 108. And I did part-time there while I was in college at Northeastern. Give me, give how me did like- it smell under that wing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't look like the cleanest guy. Did. Uh, bourbon, okay, all right, yeah. that's acceptable. That's bourbon ex- and aftershave, an acceptable musk. So, yeah. give me, give me a year, uh, window like what when you were working at Kiss 108 was what, like what years? Uh, 99 to 2002. Ugh, what a gross period in music. So, like, yeah. what were you? What were you playing? Was it all? Somebody once told me the world is gonna I was like, the hey, first hey, song he just I died. Heard. He just died. <laughs> he did. He did. He did. He did. Well, rest what about? In peace. What about um, it? It's just like the ocean under the oh, moon. Dude, oh it's the God. same state of motion that I. I actually <laughs> love. I love that song. What about That's this? A great I don't song. practice. I ain't got no crystal ball. That's another one. Hey, that's sublime. Yes. That's sublime. That's all that's a, little er- that's a little earlier. And then there was oh uh, the finger bus is coming. North Carolina. On to Boston. And then down to Florida. One of those, you know, screaming city names. That became the the dancing Six Flags guy song, right? Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. That's what that is. So, all right. So, Give give me a little bit of listen. Growing up in Massachusetts is its own thing, oh, but yeah. growing up in Western Massachusetts is yeah. a, a an even different kind of thing. So, when you were growing up, did you feel like you were kind of stuck in this place you wanted to get out of, or did you have like a happy, normal childhood? What was it like for you growing up there? Uh, you know, I had a, I, we, we grew, I grew up in, uh, in the first city was called Chicopee and it was this, uh, Chicopee, oh, Massachusetts yeah. and, uh, Tollbooth. Tollbooth. That, yeah. Tollbooth on the pike. <laughs> That's right. That's it. Um, and I had a great childhood, you know, I, I, uh, my, both my parents, uh, art artists, art teachers. And so, uh, nice. we didn't have a oh, yeah. lot of money. So it was sort of like, my dad would bring home, you know, art supplies and whatnot. And I would just kind of make things in the backyard. And then, um, yeah, just kind of a very, like, I guess they call it free range now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, ride my bikes around, ride my bike around with my buddies and all that stuff. And it was just great. So I have really fond memories of, of that time period. And then I moved to, we moved to Longmeadow, Massachusetts, which is a more white collar town. Um, yeah. And I discovered what uh, lacrosse was and, <laughs> and what uh, what football was and all that. So I was right. like, oh, sports. OK, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I went from sort of being like this, uh, this, this creative kid to like, oh, shit, I better like, you know, I, I want to fit in. I better uh, learn sports. I, yeah. Yeah. I better like do something. <laughs> well, I'm tall. I'll play basketball, oh, I guess. Right. And so I tried, you know, I got really into into play. You know, was on a few teams there. So I would say. My my experience growing up 
my first part until I like turned 12 was good. was great. I don't have too many, you know, bad memories of that. Right. But once I sort of moved to Longmeadow, that's when I felt like, Ooh, I'm, I don't entirely fit in here. Right. Yeah. I have to, I have to do something about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause, cause you was atsy fatsy. Now, did did people and, and forgive me for not knowing this, but do people in Western Massachusetts have Boston accents? Oh, just no, no, no. Really I get accent. that all the time. They say you're from you're from Massachusetts. Why don't you have the accent? I'm like, it doesn't extend, you know, it doesn't extend beyond a certain. It doesn't even seem like there is an accent or maybe that's yeah, just it's you. like closer to like a New York thing yeah. out there where it's just kind of flat and nothing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But not not that you are flat and nothing because you have that great DJ voice. I That's mean, right. Prove that no. over again. <laughs> um, ten, past, ten past seven, by the way. <laughs> Another nine in a row coming up here <laughs> on the buzzer. <laughs> I love it. I love that you have them at the ready. That was uh, one of my favorite um, moments. I think one of the first times I met Alec was uh, at the. Well, I think it was at the Brass Monkey, but you were doing a ramp. You and Viner were doing ramps over songs, <laughs> yes. you were talking up DJ ramps, and I'm like, I gotta get up there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, and DJ I did one at, at Bar Lubitsch. I forget who was who was hosting, but I want to say Viner did one, and then he was like, eh, someone from the crowd come up, and, uh, and he's like, what song do you want? And I'm like, Two Princes, Spin Doctors. And like, yeah. I knew immediately. <laughs> You knew the time. Got, yeah, because it's got that great drum fill that you can kind of <laughs> and ban it. Well, you know, with that that came from, I mean, obviously DJs do that so well, and it's very satisfying when you hear a perfectly timed ramp. It's yeah. it's awesome. And of course, as you know, since uh, our buddy Craig Kilborn is obsessed yes. with ramps <laughs> and he used to have us come on as a segment on the show and we would like he would just pick a song and we would have to ramp it you know and it would always you, you'd always kick start yourself by oh 72 and sunny that was yeah. always a good way to get started <laughs> and then uh it, I would always go into something about a car wash for spinal bifida at the local <laughs> high school and then, and then it that's goes good. right into the song yeah, yeah that's good so those are those were fun times but we have been working with you for many years now and you're a very funny guy and a very funny writer and I'm wondering when you were were growing up did you have any sense of that, I mean, did you, were there things that made you laugh a lot? And did you ever think about coming out to Hollywood and doing what you're doing now? Because you took such no. an interesting route to get here. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I definitely never thought about, ever thought about Hollywood uh, growing up. I don't even know if I even knew what Hollywood was. Um, <laughs> right? But I, yeah. I do remember being obsessed with comedy movies. And I remember being, the the real obsession I think started when, my mom let me watch George Carlin's HBO special. Yeah. And it was, um, it's it's bad for you, I think it is the one or something like that. Yeah. But anyway, he came out on stage and his first joke was, um, why is it that everyone is against a, who's against abortion is someone you, you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place? Like his first joke. And I was like, I can watch this. And so, and so, uh, so I remember watching that and I was, I was, trying to memorize the jokes because he was just so funny. And then I remember yeah. like trying to do the jokes at school the next day, like 
as if they were yeah. mine oh, like boy. to like yeah. you know like hey uh, you, hey you hear about this abortion thing you know like you guys know about this abortion thing here and, just like uh, an 11 year old at school rattling off abortion yeah jokes. just totally yeah. stealing jokes you know so i started that was sort of a, a, a you know a, a big uh a big comedy moment for me. And then I just remember also tapes of, you know, taping SNL, Dana Carvey, the SNL was a big one that I, um, yeah. that, that I would watch over and over and over the Michael yes. Jordan SNL. I watched over and over and over and over. So great. Um, there were a lot of SNLs on, on VHS that I would just yeah. watch. We have that in common, awesome. but because I'm a few years older than you are, my tapes were Betamax. Oh, yes. And I was actually they're smaller. Um, but uh, I was recording the SNLs back when it was Martin Short, Billy Crystal. So that was yeah. like 84. Yeah. Um, but but never stopped. And the Dana Carvey stuff is and we've talked about him on the podcast before. He's he's like the Paul McCartney of comedy. Yeah, like he's that's just, great such a, a he's such a comedy generator like he he is always a nuclear reactor on 110 percent out there it's yeah. it's awesome he was a real inspiration i think for yeah us. him and i just i like um I, there was a trend in comedy i think around 2010 which was like the indie the the indie white guy white girl ucb hoodie trend of like <laughs> i'm apathetic yep they don't even want to be up there yeah. And I'm and then also in music too, like lead singers just kind of like going up there, whatever. And man, I got sick of that really quickly. Yeah. I like people like Martin Short. Uh, yes. I like people um, you know, who are into it and who you can feel and 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 draw you into, hey, let's have some fun. This is yes. all such a I mean, don't go on stage if you don't wanna <laughs> I know. You know what I, mean? Unless, I mean, unless you're Stephen Wright or something, but it's like, who the hell is Stephen Wright? You know, there's one. There's only one. How so. long can you be interested in Stephen Wright, though? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if you go to a Stephen Wright show, are you, you know, nine minutes in, kind of going? So he's just going to stand up there. Like I would rather have a transcript and appreciate it at my own pace and watch him do that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think with at a Stephen Wright show, you're right. Nine minutes in, the glasses are on the tip of the nose, and the and the and the you know the the playbill is on your chest as you're nodding off. Yeah, yeah but you're getting an elbow nudge by the person next to you to it's, wake it's up. The, it's the George Thorogood concert after he's played Bad to the Bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, yeah. So I I totally agree with you. It's like you know, don't get up to bat if you're not going to swing. Yeah, you know, Dana Car like don't take a walk every time you get up there. Dana Carvey is swinging yeah. at pitches way out of the strike zone and in the strike zone. He's just yeah. up there to have yes. fun. So that yeah. we we definitely have that in common. We loved him. But also, well, one more thing yeah. I just want to say, you know, in terms yeah. of like comedy inspiration and everything, um, late night was was another big uh, inspiration for me, especially Conan. I think you know, growing up in that time, um, Howard Stern was another sort of uh, you know he had that late night show on E. And then I would I would you know I was part time on the radio in in high school, and I would uh, I would listen to local DJs who who I found to be funny. And, yeah, and I would uh, I would write down the jokes that they were saying, and then I would try to sort of reformulate them 
uh, to uh, steal. But when uh, you were saying on the radio, you mean like the actual radio. You weren't in – it wasn't just some high school station, right? No, I was on – yeah, no, I was on an actual commercial radio station. I had – uh, I, I built yeah, a radio station. we skipped over a little bit to like uh, most high school students are not on actual commercial right. radio. No, that is true. No, I was 15 hosting uh, New England Love Songs, a call-in oh, and uh, yes. dedication what? show. Uh, and it. no one thought it strange that a 15 year old was hosting this. No, no, know? not, no, not in the early nineties in Springfield, <laughs> Massachusetts. Awesome. It was totally, it was also radio. Like, right. You know, radio, there was like, no, like, you know, any, but how did you get in? Radio. I mean, you People don't just... were doing drugs in the building, like during business <laughs> right. hours. But you can't just show up and say, I want to be on the radio. Would I, mean, I, you, I you literally, tape or what? Well, I opened up the phone book one day. I built a radio station in my bedroom and I had done that for a few years with friends and done fake shows. And then um, I said, I need the real thing. So I opened up the yellow pages uh, a long time ago and and uh, called <laughs> three radio stations and said, I want to tour your radio station. I said, at the end of the tour, I'm going to ask for uh, an internship at, at all of them. And one of them w- will give me one. I'm, I bet. Right. Right. And I'll force my way in somehow. And yeah. so I toured two stations and both said, no, you need to be getting credits in, you know, you're 15 years old. We can't have a 15 year old intern. And so the final station, I just kind of, uh, WMAS in, in, in Western Massachusetts. Uh, I just, I kind of begged, I said, look, I'll do anything. Just let oh. me in this building. I need oh. to like, I'll get coffee. I don't care, whatever. Yeah. And she she looked at me and she goes, all right, well, it was a Friday. She goes, and it was a summer. She goes, yeah, you you want to come in on Monday and shadow uh, our, our midday guy? Shadow Stevens. And so I went in and that was it. And then I started shadowing uh, the, the the midday guy, 10 to three, uh, at this small station in, in, in Springfield. And um, I couldn't, I didn't have my license. And so what would happen is during the summer, I would go in Tuesday nights and Thursday nights to the, the off air studio. And I'd have my, my dad drop me off around like six and then he picked me up around 10 or 11 and I would wow. just go in there and work on my demo tape for, I think it was about six months before I found enough breaks to string together. And I slipped the tape under the program director's door. Wow. Um, the program director who also had a stack of playboys on his desk. Yeah, baby. <laughs> like, yeah, he's radio, cool. Baby. He's oh. cool. Oh, you like big boobs? Cool. In his defense, it was an era where like you would walk into the barber shop and that stuff would be out. That's true. I that know. is true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, it was like, like more a part of life that I mean, instead now it's like we act like, oh, that's so crazy. It's like everyone's just jacking off to their phone. It wasn't that crazy. In a We've way. gone the That's other true. way. We're all we're both now. It's about pretending you're not horny at all, right? Yes. Yes. And back That's then, true. it was like screaming that you're horny <laughs> yes. at work on a plane. Yes. Well, I, 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 I have sat next to people reading a porno on the plane. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's so gross. Awful. In the 90s, yeah. Yeah, the 90s. So this, I'm incredibly impressed by that, by the way, that at 15, I'm just thinking of myself at 15 and what you were doing at 15 to make this happen I for know. yourself is very impressive. Yeah. Like, did do your... Do you get that work ethic from your parents or did you just decide like I know what I want to do yeah. and I will I will do anything to to get it? Yeah, I mean my parents are are very hard workers for sure. Um but I think well, I've just noticed in my life I I tend to get obsessed with things and yeah. I just 
go as far as I can with with the thing as as far as the sort of the obsession will 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 take me and that yeah. and it started with radio really you know and so um watching a uh, a radio simulcast on television one day and it just hit me I'm like I have to that's it I want to do that I want to be in that room with that equipment do that and it was just like and I'm going to find I'm going to find a way to do it when you were 15 had your voice dropped yet or did you still oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, well, you know, it's funny, like, because I, I saw the simulcast like around 13 or 14. OK, yeah. my voice was like very high. <laughs> yeah. like, and I remember one kid, this kid, Aaron, in school would like I remember he made fun of me and he was like, you sound like a chick, man. Oh, no. I just remember that like stuck with me. <laughs> and so I would go home and I would do like vocal Start exercises. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> drinking whiskey and like you would do do vocal exercises like to make your voice lower. Yeah, I would like hum songs like in a really low register, and I'm like, because yeah. I, I that was really he embarrassed me in front of like the entire yeah, that's uh, so rude. class, and <laughs> and yeah, so I go to school and like not talk. And, and what's then, he doing now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, what else have you been obsessed with besides the radio? Oh, uh, I know, uh, Petty and Pizza. Petty, and, pizza, and Dave Matthews, music, music. Yeah, yeah. Dave Matthews band, <laughs> uh, music, drumming. Yeah, um, yeah. We're 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 gonna get into some of those coffee. Yeah, some of those, uh, some of those I find fantastic, and others. Um, see Dave Matthews band. We can we can talk about. <laughs> um, but I I something caught my ear when you said you were doing this radio show called New England Love Songs. Yeah. So do you yeah. remember like any of the kind of stuff you were playing for that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like what, I, what kind of songs did we have there? Said I Loved You But I Lied by Michael Bolton. Oh, uh, amazing. Beneath My Wings, Bette Midler. I'm Woo! sure, by the way. Uh, Say it again? Celine D- I'm 15, by the way. Okay, we're playing right. all these. <laughs> yeah. uh, Celine Dion, The Power of Love. Uh, uh, breathe, Hands to Heaven. Ooh, uh, that's God. a deep cut. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. So so this is all just terrible. <laughs> well, it, terribly yes, good. Terribly but I, good. I sort of I started going in hating it and then I somehow it, it like hypnotized me and I now I I, I ended up liking a lot yeah. of those songs. Uh not if Michael you Paul. hear any song enough, you will like it, is my theory. Yeah, familiarity is always a good thing. Like if you can start yeah. singing along, it's suddenly like, hey, I don't know. I like this. It hasn't it hasn't happened with Kokomo yet for me. <laughs> crazy oh come on huge track huge huge Uh, oh yeah that's another that's another thing you're part of at family guy which i think is so funny you and travis um i seem to remember uh came up with this sort of wrinkle in joe's personality where (laughs) joe like if you mention a big brand around Joe, like oh. Nabisco, like Nabisco or John. Oh, huge brand, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, or John Deere. Oh, <laughs> major brand. Yeah. I love this. I love this detail about Joe Swanson. And you guys came in from a gag room with this bit, and I was That's laughing awesome. for like a week about it. So, yeah. uh, thank you for you and Travis for adding that that wrinkle to uh, a character that had existed for over 20 years. I thought that was also the, the Hey guys, Cody. Yeah. 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 uh, Corey, Corey's world. Yeah. Corey's world. Yeah. Hey guys. Do you remember, do you remember the first time you did that? So for for people listening, uh, if you're familiar with family guy, you know what this is, but if you're not, this character you play is sort of like a YouTuber who's got a lot of young energy and it's someone stewy, 
And the kids oh, okay. usually end up watching on YouTube if they need advice about like how to do something. Do you remember how that character came to be? Yeah, I, I we were in a room and I had been uh, watching these like how to videos, like some tech guy. I forget his name, but he would yeah. start every video and it just uh, it's so annoying. I'm like, does he know he's doing this? But he'd start every video with. Hey guys, so check it out. Uh, the new iPhone 4S is, uh, and then it's like they go, hey, you know, you go, hey, what's going on, guys? And it's like, oh my God, stop doing that. What's going on, guys? What's yeah. going on, guys? Hey, what's going on, guys? So the lightning charger is different on this, you know, and it's like, oh my God. And so, uh, so I, I forget what it was, but God, I think someone might have pitched, I want to say it was. I was, it was maybe Cherry got it started with like a, oh, like a, like a YouTube celebrity or something he mentioned it. And then I kind of just launched into like a character of, uh, of, hey of Corey. What's know? going on guys? What's going on guys? What's going on? Hey, what's going on guys? And then, uh, we built off of that. And then, you know, one room, uh, uh came up with the uh, very, I think Ali, you were, it might've been you, but it was like, you know. It, adding little layers to Corey's like home life, like you know his stepdad who works on an oil rig. And, like, oh right, abusing him. Oh, that um, wasn't me, but that's very funny. Yeah, I and love then that. Uh, and then so that, that Corey may be corresponding with uh, ISIS or plant in the U.S. in a sleeper cell for ISIS. It's so funny. That's like a character we. I'd say we've used him probably at least a dozen times now. I mean, he's yeah. he's been on the show a lot, so he he's part of the world. I I see a future. <laughs> for you at you know famcon yeah. famcon in narragansett yeah. rhode island damian yeah. fahey aka Corey, will be oh, there yeah. um that's, that's it's really funny funny to listen to that stuff okay so you've got the new england love songs how mm. do you make the huge jump from that to now the big time you end up at kiss 108 in boston which if you grew up in boston kiss 108 was just one of the absolute pillars of the radio community. You can't there. go any further right on your dial. You cannot. <laughs> True. Yeah. So how did you end up at Kiss 108? So I I was on uh, WMAS for, for, for many years, and I had been uh, recording uh, myself. You know, I would do these, 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 this machine that every time you turn the microphone on, it records you on onto a cassette. And I'd be sending these tapes to a guy in New York named Dave Stewart, who worked at WPLJ, and he would give me feedback and everything. And so I, I with him, I, I sort of made um, a, a best of tape of all my radio breaks. I had applied to seven colleges. Sorry, can I interrupt you? Yes. What is a good radio break? Like, what is on Ooh. this tape that, that you know, denotes, and like, this is it? where I really nailed it from, like, this is where I just promoted a car show. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 talking. You know, hitting the post is important. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit of of humor. You know, a couple jokes here and there. Interaction with like a caller is good. What's um, hitting the post? What does that mean? Oh, oh sorry. Hitting the post is 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 uh, is is uh, you know being like coming up right next on Kiss One Hundred Eight. Bah! And the and the yeah, vocal well, you, starts that they call uh, it hitting yes. the post. God. Yeah, um, you, you were talking about so, that earlier. Yeah, basically just, you know, because I ramp. just I just am picturing yeah. someone trying to judge this versus other people doing it. And it's kind of like 
I don't know. Saying. It all feels very lateral to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think it it is now. Like radios, it's it's much different now. But yeah, I mean, they don't you let you have, have any personality. You don't. Right? Yeah, they don't let you have any yeah. personality. And and back then, it was like you had characters. You know, you had like. Yeah you know, Wolfman Jack and like, you know, right. like Dr. Demento. Like, yeah, did you like, experiment with a character or characters? No, I did not. Uh, like you although, were never like going to be Wolf, you know, like Wolf Boy D or well, I, you I, never I, were like, that's oh, no. spooky. How do we? The drunken Irish lad, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys. What do I got? Uh, <laughs> and you never did a Phil Hendry thing where you're like, I'm on with Long Meadow Larry. Larry, you're on. Oh, man. Uh, Phil, hey, Hendry is, is, Phil Hendry's the greatest thing to happen to radio ever, by the way. Yeah, if you don't he know was Phil yeah. Hendry. It's the. He, uh, he's a, a god. A god. Yeah. Like a comedy god, too. I, I had to. <laughs> I had to fire him once. Oh no! What? Oh, you did, and I love him. <laughs> oh God! You brought him in to do a part on on a show I was on, and he just as genius as he is on the radio. When you put him on a stage as an actor, at least at that point, it just wasn't as good, oh. and I had to like be like, I think we need to send Phil. It was like <laughs> when if someone ordered you to kill. Like a sick animal or something, and you're right. like, "Don't make me do it." Right. Oh, <laughs> please fire Mister Henry. God, <laughs> like, I'm gonna go hide in my office. <laughs> be sad. That's, like oh, that's rough. Poor Phil. Yeah, so, so you you made these tapes. You're sending them into PLJ in New York. You yes. have a little guidance there, and sure. And, and, and so, so then how I does applied that get to, you into Boston. Sorry, sorry. I'll make this quick because, uh, no, but I, okay. I I apply to seven colleges. Um, well. I didn't want to go to college. My parents are like, you have to go to college. I'm like, right. but I just want to work at WMAS and make $40,000 a year and yeah. for the rest of my life. $40,000, you guys. I know. That was um, huge back then. It was huge. huge. And, they, you know, and uh, I got rejected from all six. And then the last college, uh, I got something in the mail from Northeastern. Yes. And they got, they said, we have this, this new program where it's, it's, it's people who like, don't have good grades and didn't really try very hard in school, but <laughs> they have something going on. We think, yeah. right. isn't that and, all of Northeastern? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I got in, I got in there and I said, well, if I'm going to Northeastern in Boston, I might as well find the biggest station in Boston and, and send a demo tape to them. And that's how I got in. I got a call a couple of weeks later Amazing. from uh, the program director there, John Ivy. And uh, yeah, he called, my house and my mom picked up and uh my by wow. the way he always tells a story too about he's from arkansas and so he always uh tells a story about like how he called my house expecting to my voice was was like this you know yeah and he so he expected to like a 30 year old guy to pick up <laughs> right it was uh my mom and he thought it was my wife <laughs> so uh, she goes, Damien, phone for, you know, and so anyway, so, um, so yeah, so he said, come on down to the radio station. I, you know, your tape sounds great. I'd love to give you a tour of the station. And so wow. went down to the station, got a and tour. You didn't say, I know what a radio station. Looks yeah. Like. I was going to say, what does a tour show you? I don't know. I think, it was, I think it was to make sure, cause a lot of guys in radio are, are weird, uh, yeah. and yes. crazy. And so I think it was just to kind of suss me out and make yeah. sure that I was, that I was an okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and so anyway, so I, I went down, saw the station, and he offered me a part-time job. And so 
I started at, at, at in Springfield midnight to 6 a.m. on the radio, Whoa. worked my way up to filling in for the afternoon guy. And then that was sort of the trajectory at Kiss 108, start overnight midnight to 6 a.m. playing album, uh, uh, music and then worked my way up through the day shifts filling in. Uh, wow. And then uh, MTV happened after that. Wow. Wow. So wait, so it, 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 is this era at Kiss uh, FM, is this the, I could stay away yeah. just to hear you yeah. breathe? Oh my God. Totally. Totally. I love that he just mentioned then MTV happened and you, you have more to- questions about Kiss 108. <laughs> yes, I'm fascinated. MTV. Well, like Kiss 108. I yeah. definitely. Oh, we're getting MTV. Oh, MTV yeah. is the, the, and Damian, the giant. I- I definitely, I probably yes. heard you on the radio because I lived in Boston from 98 to 2000 and listened to Kiss 108. So, oh, wow. I, yeah. I, yeah. I probably heard you, which is such a weird, like, yeah, small yeah that world. is weird. Yeah. Did that give you any kind of fame on campus or anything where people like, you're on, yeah. you from Kiss? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, oh, totally. Cool. Oh, definitely. I mean, it, and also, you know, I, I would kind of get made fun of sometimes too. Right. Uh, whatever. It's fine. But right. uh, <laughs> I would, I would, on Fridays, because I'd have to work Saturday morning, midnight to 6 a.m. So on Friday nights, I'd, I'd, I would, Friday, like evening, I would sleep from like 6 to 10. And wow. then I would walk past dorm room parties. And, oh. and, and everyone's like, oh, you going to go to your little radio? Like, <laughs> you don't want to like do drugs with us in the dorm. You want to do your oh, little radio, go play your little songs. And, uh, and then I'd walk to, uh, to Ruggles. Um, yeah. I think it was Ruggles, right? Is wow. that where we had a Ruggles yeah. dorm at Columbia? You did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I met Beto O'Rourke. Oh, oh wow! But, but his name was what, like Barry or something? Texas Rob. Rob. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rob. That's I think he gone. Unfortunately, yeah, he, yeah. he had yeah. a good run. But so, uh, that, so that's awesome. So you're ruling yeah. the night, and then you kind of, as you were saying, get moved up to like a a, a more plum spot in the rotation. There. Did you and, ever get recruited yeah. by AAF or no CLX or BCN. anything? They try to post Ooh. you. In. No, I wasn't. I wasn't hard enough. Yeah. 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 No, well, you're kiss, edgy enough. Yeah, your kiss went away. So it's logical. By the way, for people who don't haven't lived in Boston. Kiss 108 feeding you into MTV is kind of a perfect match. Yeah. So like, it, was that how it happened? Were you yeah. working at Kiss 108? Because I read that, uh, did you leave school early for MTV? I did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Northeastern's a five-year school. I did two and a half years. So I, I, I did, I got, uh, I got halfway before MTV happened and I had auditioned for, do you guys remember the movie loft on? Oh, on Dana Hersey. Yeah. Dana yeah. Hersey, yeah. of course. So Dana. So not of the movie loft. So not of the movie loft. And, uh, <laughs> and so he left and then uh, one of the DJs from Kiss 108 actually, Skip Kelly took over and then Skip left for, got a job in LA. And so there was an opening and he recommended me to awesome. audition. And so I, you know, I, I'm like, I don't really want to do for the mo- just, for the movie loft. Yeah, to host it. Wow. And, and I was like, <laughs> and by the way, the movie. Hey loft, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the here. movie loft is like, an, it's like, it looks like you know Craig Kilborn's den. It's like yes. you know, it's like it, right. You don't want a 21 year old kid right. yeah. tiring basically. Yeah. But I went in and I auditioned, kind of you know, just to uh, you know. A, I got suggested by my my friend, so I said I might as well just do it and At you least know whatever audition, yeah. So I went in and I I walked onto the set, and as I walked onto the set, I 
I I tripped over a rug <laughs> fell and uh, and then continued and botched the whole audition. And the guy who took my mic off afterwards, the old gristled audio guy goes, well, that didn't go too well. Did it? <laughs> that was the you, highlight of his year. The most Boston totally. thing uh, totally. to happen. And uh, you're mad at me for enjoying your struggles in the office this morning. You, you and yet it, you enjoy Damien. that story. You missed this. You what missed this, Damien. I, I, I had a lot of trouble getting into the office today, and nothing made Goldie happier than hearing all about it. Well, I'll just say, well, that didn't go well, did it? I'll borrow a great line. There you go. See, that I would have responded to. A little more direct than the musical notes via text. Um, all right, so the movie loft thing doesn't happen, but how, how does the MTV thing happen? Um, a, a promotions director at the station knew someone who knew the casting director of MTV. Yeah. And the the way it was pitched to me in the hallway was <laughs> my way. friend is is talking with the casting director of MTV and they are trying to find they've been trying for months to find a new VJ for the the channel, a rock VJ, I was told. Yeah. And they they've been everywhere. They've been to LA radio stations, they've been all over casting calls the whole thing and they can't find the right person right wow. they can't find someone handsome enough basically <laughs> yeah, right. yeah 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 um <laughs> handsome enough in a pushover uh, <laughs> we'll read we'll read starburst ads for for free uh, when, when they should be getting paid uh, uh that that did happen okay, i can so, tell i can tell yeah, it's still still there a burst uh, of refreshing fruit, fruit flavor for you tastes like mouth-watering orange yeah, well, well, let's do one more of those um, <laughs> while you're there. So, uh, so yeah, so she said, you know, I just think you'd be. I'm like, well, I'm not. I'm fresh off the heels of a terrible television audition. I embarrassed my. I've never been more embarrassed. I go. I I just want to be on the radio. I don't want to be on television. I don't care about it. And uh, and I'm not good at it. I had it oh. in my head that I just from that. I'm not. That's not my thing. I'm not good at it. Yeah. And so she she came up to me the next day and she's like, look, please just do this. Like, this will be really. And so she kind of kept pushing me and I said, all right, fine. I'll audition. When is it? And so she said, they're coming to the radio station, you know, next week. And they're going to be in the basement, you know, with a camera. And it's going to be sort of like a bunch of DJs upstairs on the couch on like a casting kind of a situation. We're all waiting. And yeah. You have to, that the instructions were prepare two written video intros, and then we're going to throw at you in an improvised, you know, on the cuff kind of off the cuff kind of a thing. Right. Um, so you go home and you practice stepping over a rug. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I, I, you know, the day of the audition, like I wasn't even thinking about this thing, you know, and other DJs were like really wanted to, be on television, yeah. you know. Yeah. They want, yeah. and I you just, just wanted put to put on be... your best painter's jeans, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Super nineties. And, and uh, I remember I, the day of the audition. The audition was at like one p.m. or something, and I had class that morning. And 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 I went into class at Northeastern. I remember sitting in the back row, and I thought to myself, "Okay, I'll just write the video intros now." Um, oh who were two rock bands of the time. Well, P.O.D. and Creed 
All right, wow. there we go. Oh, we'll write God. two video intros for POD and Creed. God, <laughs> gross. And I feel like Goldie wants to make a joke. I can't. <laughs> no, I want to hear these. I'm thinking these about intros. Creed, and I'm wondering, like, were you even familiar with the show at that point? I mean, had you watched it? Did you care about it at all, or TRL? Yeah, TRL. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know it was for TRL. I honestly just right. thought it was. Okay. It wasn't billed as the the host of TRL. It was sort of like just a rock VJ. Right. So okay. I. So I. You know. I. So like so a Matt a Matt Pinfield. Yeah. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So what right. are these? What are these intros? So I was I don't I don't even remember what I what I wrote, but it was I I just remember lying a lot on the on the intros, saying oh Creed I wish went to their show and they you know this is a great video this video is all about you know the redemption of of Scott Stapp and he, yeah I don't know whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you took it seriously you didn't treat it like comedy no I did not treat oh, it like comedy amazing. at all I took I took yeah. both of those video intros seriously right. and. And then I, I went to the station. I, I, I remember walking into the lobby. There were a couple of DJs sitting there on the couch going over their, their scripts. Um, I sat down. Uh, one DJ came up out of the basement and was like, that did not, that wasn't very good. I could tell he was disappointed. A couple other guys went in and then I got called down and the nerves kind of started, you know, when I, when I started, you know, when I got in front of the camera a little bit yeah. and, and saw, oh, okay. It kind of hit me. And so I did two video intros, the POD and the in the in the Creed intro, because I knew they were looking for a, a rock VJ. So I wanted to sort of give them what they wanted. And then they something about the I, I don't even remember what happened. I, it's it's all a blur, but something about what happened in those two intros, they must have liked because they laughed a, a, a little bit during <laughs> right. those. Yeah. Right. And, and I don't know. I'm not are they they laughing funny? at me. I don't yeah. know what's happening. <laughs> right. right. So, so then they go, all right, now we're going to give you a, a video. Just talk about it. Come up with whatever, you know, off the cuff kind of a thing. And it was um, it was a Shakira video. Yeah. And I again, I don't remember what I said or what I did. I just remember I got a, a lot of laughter on that. Yes. Performance. And mm -hmm. in the second I got that done with that, I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. This yes. is the only thing I want to do. Burn this building to the ground. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to New York. Um, well, so that's awesome. And wow. and so then did you think when you were going into MTV that you were going to be this rock VJ or did you know going yeah. in that you were going to be replacing uh, Carson Daly? And, no, and I, I'll add, did they just in the room give it to you or was there this no, waiting period? Then? No, there was a waiting period. As a matter of fact, uh, I did that first audition in the basement and then I became obsessed with getting this job. And so mm. I would email, which is a, not a great move. I come to find out I was so green, <laughs> but I would email the casting director multiple times a week asking for an update on, yeah. on thing. Yeah. Nice. You had no agent or anything. You were just, I didn't even know what an agent yet. was. I'll, right. And I'll get to that later. Cause I got screwed in my first contract. Cause I didn't oh, know how anything worked at all. Yeah. Wow. Not yeah. shocking. Yeah. And so, so you're uh, waiting to see if you got the job. Yeah. You're, you're we, emailing them, we're emailing them. And she's, uh, you know, we're pulling for you and we really want, you know, we, I really want you. I just have to, my, have to wait. My boss has to see the tape and that, okay. My boss likes you. You know, there's, there are a couple others in the running, but so she was being really great. You know, this one, Wendy McSwain, she was casting director. And then I remember I was so, I was so into getting this job that I, everything else fell by the wayside in my life. Yeah. So I did not sign up for classes 
for the next semester yes, at you were Northeastern. All in. All I in. I just forgot. I didn't care. I'm like, eh, well, whatever. I'm all, I was just, yeah. you know, MTV, the whole, I'm like, yeah. I got to get on MTV. And so awesome. the day that I found out that I was going to have to call my parents. Yeah. And tell them you're dropping out. Who were, who were like, you have to go to college. Yeah. Education yeah. is everything. You'll never make it in life. If you don't go to college, you need to go to a good <laughs> school. You need to finish college. The day that I had to call them and tell them that I would not be attending Northeastern the next semester because I forgot to sign up for classes. <laughs> was the same day I got an email from MTV Woo! saying, we want to fly you out to New York for a callback audition in yes. the studios out wow. here. Yes. Hold on, yes. hold on. So, yes. Yeah, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Danny's there got it goosebumps. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so did that spoonful of sugar make the medicine go down easier for your parents or were they still just like... That was a hilarious phone call, actually. It, it was, uh, I called them and I said, I have good news and I have bad news for you guys. And uh, uh, scared to death of my parents, by the way, the entire time growing up. And so really difficult phone call for me to make. Sure. Okay. Uh, and so I, I called them and I said, I have good news and I have bad news. And they said, uh, what's the bad news? Let's just get this over with. Yeah, and, Irish. Uh, yeah, Irish. <laughs> and I go, uh cancer is it cancer you have cancer don't you <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like my mom no it's not cancer uh slightly worse uh so so uh i said the bad news is i i won't be going to northeastern next semester because i forgot to sign up for for classes what damien what are you doing you know education is the most important thing oh my god blah 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 and so, okay fine well you know i mean what's this good news uh the good news is i, I got a call back in new york for mtv they're flying me out next wednesday yeah Oh, you don't need school at all. This is amazing. <laughs> you don't need school. Well, school what? Yeah, whatever. School. And uh, they, they, also, they, they turned like, like that. Wow. Oh, yeah. They turned so quick. They were like, like Dad will take you to structure. We'll get you a nice outfit. Blah, blah, blah. Outfit. You know? I love it. Yeah. Also, like, we know a callback is nothing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yes, totally. But, like, back then, you wouldn't know that a callback is nothing. Yes. Oh, like, yeah. You True. would think, like, oh, I definitely I got it. it. I got yes. a callback. Now you just go, like. Oh, I'm one of eight people. I mean, I have a second yeah. lottery ticket. How right. many people yeah. were there also, for your callback? There were three. There were there was there was uh, three total. So me and two wow. others. Yeah, I and hope it wasn't one, wasn't one. Jesse that homeless kid, was it? No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it, it actually was D. Snyder's son was one of the. Oh uh, no! Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was very nice, but uh, he did not uh, he did not get it. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so I got called out, and I did the callback there in New York. And I remember going to my dad and I, we did go to structure and we spent like $200 awesome. on a horrendous outfit yeah. uh, <laughs> that made me look like I always, I always, it was like a, a, a cranberry red uh, leather jacket oh. with, with big lapels in no. a very God. heavily patterned shirt, button down shirt. Do you have a photo shirt. of this? You have to send it to um, me. I don't have a photo, but if you, if you could just close your eyes right okay. now, we'll do a little exercise and picture um 1970s chicago <laughs> cop yes uh, undercover cop is oh. sort of like what it looked like <laughs> cranberry red leather jacket um and so i remember going to new york and i would go right up the escalator and i meet this guy Vinny, who was in casting and uh so so nervous by the way, I puked in the bathroom of the uh, New Haven wow. train station. Oh, you were so nervous. Amtrak. 
Yeah, I couldn't eat that morning, and my mom uh, gave me a bunch of big vitamins. Uh, oh, she said, no. oh. have a bunch of vitamins on an empty stomach. Um, to give you energy. And the vitamins on an empty stomach made me puke in the Amtrak oh, uh, bathroom. What a nightmare. Oh, that's a low point. That's yeah. what a 1980s oh. thing to try to do. You need vitamins for energy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. It's so weird. So, uh, so Take anyway, a so Geritol for some pep. <laughs> 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 oh man so anyway so i go up the escalator and i had just thrown up like a two hours prior i'm in this horrendous outfit <laughs> and the uh and i think i look great and i spent 200 dollars on it and uh the first thing the casting director goes is it says is um all right well let's get you in some new clothes and get you on set <laughs> That's so great. What a wild. great detail. So uh, so clearly then your your callback went well. Yeah, my callback went really well. You know, I got to say like I really had so it was Did you prepare was it the same thing where it was no, intros or No, it was not preparing. It was like reading off a teleprompter and <gasps> and um and they really want like personality, like just be loose. Like they loved my last my Shakira intro for some reason. They're like yeah. do more of that. Like just show off your personality. And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And so I just had a really good time with it. Like once yeah. I was nervous, but once I got in front of the camera, I was like, oh, this is fun. And, and, and the casting people were so, you know, you go into so many auditions and they're just like, name, all right. And you're reading yeah. for, all right. This was like, all right, let's do this. You know, you were so great last time. Let's, very you know, it was yeah. very like, you know, supportive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and that was really good for me. So, so I did a what I thought was a really good audition. And then I got another call back. I had to go back Ooh. again to New York. And that was the final call back. And uh, that was when I found out because that callback was on the set of TRL. Oh, mm. That's when I was like reading oh. TRL intros. And um, wow. that's when I, they told me, by the way, but was this it is just not, you for that, that callback? Was it just you for that callback? It was, or was just it... me and, and Jesse Snyder, uh, oh, Snyder's, wow. uh, okay. the son of D Snyder. Yeah. Okay. And, um, well, he's and not, just... he's not going to take it from you. Um, so I, I did that and I auditioned and I was on the, 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 the set of TRL, you know, in times square. And I remember looking out and, like, you know, seeing my parents are like waving, like in oh the distance God. on one of those wow. little islands, like yeah. in Times Square. <laughs> yep. And my mom was like, you know, oh, have that's... another vitamin. I could see her. You need vitamins. And so, uh, so I auditioned and then that was it. I just kind of, I got a call, you know, I went back to Boston and, and they, and they flew me back to Boston. And then I remember being home uh one half one weekend from northeastern back home in in long meadow and i remember getting a phone call on my on my nokia cell phone and it was <laughs> it was this guy Vinny in casting and he said you didn't hear it from me just a little heads up but you're gonna want to be around in like 10 minutes by the phone because oh i love that i know sick and uh uh and uh I'm like, wow. And, and he goes, uh, the head of uh, of casting is going to be calling you, uh, this guy, Rod, and he's going to be offering you yes. uh, the, the job. Wow. And that what was a it. day. What a day that must have yeah. been for you. Why ask, do, do they, is that job like, are you instantly kind of rich? From that job or are you oh no making you making like six figures oh no 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 well some were the... but not me because i didn't know what an agent was i didn't agent. i just right. you know I, I i came from from part-time radio in boston where it was like yeah. literally you know these are always annoying. these are always annoying 
New York's expensive. And these, but I was like, I go to the ATM and I would pray that I have $20 in there so I can like go to Boston Market to have to have like a nice dinner, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Loved Boston Market, by the way. Loved Boston Market. (laughs) Oh, huge brand. Oh, huge brand. (laughs) Owned by the Familia Corporation. That was a real treat, man, when when they would bring that home. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. In the, the bag. plastic bag, yeah. yeah. Oh man, and then yeah. the uh, like the the humidity on the on the on the plastic from the from the, <laughs> the heat of the chicken. chicken. Uh, <laughs> little, yes, the little the little yes. uh, the drips. Yeah, the condensation <laughs> on oh, the top. Condensation. Yes, That's I love was, that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, so this is so exciting because we've heard a lot of people's stories. You know how people got their first jobs or how they got into the business, but there's something about this that's like so much more exciting. And I can't tell, cause I like so many Gen Xers, I loved MTV, yeah. worshiped mm-hmm. MTV. And granted by the two thousands, I was starting to get, you know, a drifting away from it a little bit, but MTV yeah. was the absolute gold standard. And I, and I would imagine for someone doing what you're doing, like you've just become like the de facto king of like a lot of DJs who want to yes. do this. Well, that was part of it too. I, I was passed up uh, before I auditioned for MTV. There was an opening at the station to do 10 PM to 2 AM. And I was, right. yeah. I really wanted that job of course, so badly. And I remember finding out I didn't get that job. And I remember yeah. uh, um, actually Dale, my, my mentor at, at, at kiss Dale, I remember him, he knew I wanted that job really bad. He called me and he said, you know, he gave me this really nice speech about it to make me feel better. Cause I was really, you know, upset but, about yeah. that. And yeah. I thought that was it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I got angry. I got, I got angry at, we had a new program director and I got angry at him. And I was like, you know, I'm the guy I I'm, I, I know I can do this. And they yeah. brought in some other guy from some other station and it was like a friend or something. Right. And um, you know, always, yeah. And, and, you know, whatever. I mean, it was looking it back, it's like, well, he, whatever he, it wasn't my job to you have. Were 19. Was, or- yeah. It was 19. <laughs> like I, was, oh, yeah. I just thought that that is my job. I like, <laughs> so, um, so it's all silly looking back, but I do remember being angry. And then when this happened, I remember definitely a moment of like, Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went back to it. I did got you, it. And then the, I like, did you to fa- to like did a you, staff party. And I, and I, and did the, you, did you fax your butt cheeks to the program director? <laughs> it was a good oh, era man. for that. Yeah. Good late nineties uh, <laughs> office prank. Um, well, it is sort of like you were in regional theater and then were starring in a movie. It's very improbable. Oh, that, so awesome. You know, some college kid. Yeah. who can't yeah. even register for classes is then all of a sudden <laughs> the face of MTV. And that's how I felt. You know, when I started there, I, I tell people, um, they, you know, I was so nervous. I did not know what I was doing. I, they said, have you interviewed people before? I, and, or asked me if I interviewed people before I said, Oh, of course, tons. I had interviewed no one. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> you know, I just completely lied. And then, but I knew I lied. So I'm like in my head, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in over my head and they just, you just get thrown into the deep end. It's, it was sort of like with, with family guys, just like, you're just thrown in a room. There's no like, this is how this works, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's just like, you're now in a room and now you're hosting a show and it's, yeah. you got to figure it out. That's so for the first six months of, of the MTV job, um, the reality sort of set in, I finally got the thing. All the energy was forced on, uh, was, was, was focused on getting the thing. And then I finally got the thing. And then it was like, oh my God, I have this thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I can do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'd wake up every morning 
and I would uh, dry heave. I'm almost yeah. every morning. I mean, I, I wake can't, up. With I can't a go tremendous toe. panic attack. I, I can't go toe to toe with Mark McGrath. Who do I think I am? Walter Cronkite? Yeah, that guy's electric. He's pure electricity. (laughs) But uh, I was lucky I could pull any name from that era. Uh, I was going to say Ashley Simpson, but (laughs) oh, Ashley, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so this is this is awesome. This is so exciting. And as Danny said, I got goosebumps just thinking about it. But what you talk about interviewing, and you hadn't had practice, and then you were thrown into it. Who were some of like the biggest stars that you had to sit down and interview where you were like, fuck, I got to talk to, you know, so-and-so today. Yeah. All of them? Uh, Madonna, for sure. Oh, God, what, what, really? what did you say, JC? I what said you, all you, of them. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> that, was, that was who came through no, TRL. No, but Madonna? The biggest. That's true. You talked to Madonna? Yeah, I remember, you know, I, I've told this story before, but basically they, they Car- Carson was supposed to host the show. Madonna was coming on for a new album. It was a really big show. She was, it was, you know, obviously a Madonna's promoting an album. It, everything yeah. has to go according to plan for her, yeah. you know, according to what Madonna wants. Yeah. So Carson, uh, I remember being in the morning meeting uh, we would have in the uh, around 10 a.m. every morning in the conference room uh, on the 23rd floor. And we would sort of go over the show and everything and, you know, okay, we got Carson hosting today and uh, you know, Damien, you're going to be out on the street, you know, in, in, in you know, whatever I've like for one segment, Carson's yeah. going to host the whole show, blah, blah, blah. And so I go home, I go back to my apartment and I get a call around noon. The show's at three 30 uh, rehearsal uh-huh. at one noon that Carson was out, uh, out partying all night, he will not be in today. Oh, the show. wow, so, what a day uh, to whiff on Madonna! I know. I know it. Well, this was also like he was just he had interviewed everybody, and so you know, he was, he was the man at that you point. You guys were also like in the era of Derek Jeter and stuff, like you were kind of part of that. I mean, you were yeah. a New York face that people yeah. knew for sure, for sure. So, um, yeah, so, so, so Carson, you know, so they go, You have to come in, and we want you to interview Madonna. And yeah. so I, I, holy shit. So I go and I, I dry heave in the toilet real quick and I get dressed <laughs> and, and then, uh, and then I go to work and then I go into the studio and I remember the producer saying, coming over to me at, at a certain point with, with note cards, look, I just talked to, to Madonna. This is what's going on. She refuses to go on the air unless it's Carson. We, Ugh. we can't even get in touch with Carson. She, then she said, uh, she wants Kurt Loader. And oh Kurt, Loader, Kurt Loader doesn't come <laughs> Mr. down. Mr. Electric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kurt Loader doesn't come down from the from the 30th floor for like, unless it's, uh, you know, I don't know. Yasser yes. Arafat. Whoever. Yeah, yeah. right. Yasser Arafat. Uh, just pictured him coming out on TRL. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a big Ladies welcome. Gentlemen, Yasser Arafat. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and so uh, then, she, you know, then she requested John Norris. Oh my Boy, God. she went through all of them. None wow. of them were there to that day. And they said, look, we don't have any of those people, but we have this new guy, Damien, who uh, is really good and... <laughs> you know, lie. And, uh, and it's we, amazing. he'll, he's it's like he's when they're good. trying to dump a new doctor on you. When you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Really good. This new guy's really good. I want to see Dr. Yeah. Hotchkiss. Dr. Though. Loader. Yeah. Um, and so she, I was told Madonna said, no, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going on the show. If it's like some new guy, I want someone who I know, you know, she's very particular. Yes. So the reason producer told me all this is, 
She goes, you need to, we, we huddled in the, in, in the production room and we came up with the idea that you need to go in to Madonna's dressing room and build up rapport wow. to sort of turn her yeah. into- Charm her. Yes, to charm her. You yes. need to go in there and charm her with your dry heat breath <laughs> and, uh, and, and get her to agree to be on the show. Now- Okay, fine. I guess, and this is, I honestly, this is very, I don't even remember most of this. I blacked right. out for the, for the, for most. And this is really crazy that I have to do this yeah. at, this, at this time. So I remember I go uh, with the producer to the green room door and the producer knocks on the door and, you know, yeah, coming in and, and I, we, we walk in and of course the room is just filled. Madonna's on a couch by herself. Um, <laughs> there's just a ton of people, you know, around Madonna as, as you'd imagine. Yeah. Um, there is one person holding a bucket of, um, full of ice with champagne and, and several champagne flutes in the bucket. Madonna is sitting on the couch, sipping a, a flute of champagne and the producer goes, Hey, uh, Madonna, this is, um, this is uh, our newest VJ. His name is Damien and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and so I had to go into like charm mode. And yeah. I don't even know what charm mode right. is for, like for me, but right. I, or even for her, you know, I just, yes. Or for, right. <laughs> so I just, I sort of, before going in, I just thought it's Madonna. What are my Madonna like memories or references? Okay. Growing up in the house, a lot of 80s music was played a lot of madonna i played her on the radio all the time okay okay i'll kind of go off use those as sort of launching points for conversation so i went in and i said hey you know i was just really nice i was just like really like kissing the ring kind of a thing yeah of course Smart. and i said i just want to let you know um I, you know I, I i've listened you know my parents were huge fans of yours so be, i became a, a huge fan you know and i played your music on on the on the radio growing up and you nice. know live to tell is like one of my favorite songs of yours and this me and too that. oh nice yeah. um, did have a top and 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 i said and now they're and she goes oh, okay you know she was kind of impressed a little cold though and i said I said, now what they want me to do is they i'd like to interview you but i want to be completely honest with you i'm really re i'm new here uh i'm really really nervous you know this is the uh -huh. most nervous i've ever been and that turned right her wow uh, and yeah. she goes and she went from being like cold madonna with like viper eyes like <laughs> yeah. reptile eyes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to turned into a human being and she wow. goes yeah. she's drinking champagne she goes and she paused and she goes she looks at me she goes you know i get nervous too Oh, That's why I drink I this. this. Would, you, would, you, would you like a glass? And oh, I go, shit. yeah, of course. <laughs> and so she was like, you know, snapped her fingers or whatever. You know, I don't. She didn't do that, but I'm out yeah. of the story for effect. Sure. Uh, and then uh, I was poured a glass of champagne with by Madonna's champagne wow. person. Um, <laughs> and then we had a glass of champagne backstage, and uh, and then that was it. We went out and and I did an oh. interview with her. And the interview went great. And she was kind of like flirty and then i interviewed Perfect. her again like a couple a year after was uh, she asking it, for you was she like that? i want that damien guy i want that damien guy to interview yeah me. yeah yeah she wow. and i yeah because the next time i interviewed her she was like oh, your know. old pal your old pal madonna yeah. yeah there was like something that like we kind of had a there was a, a little thing. chemistry it was a little chemistry because she, i was sarcastic a little bit and she right. liked that it, but yeah. you know and and so she was also sarcastic so it was a nice little thing and so i i interviewed her Incredible. i think in total like three times and uh um, wow 
it was, that is it was really so, nice. Well, she is, a, I mean, we've talked about her on the podcast before. She's, you know, she's female Elvis. It's, yes. you know, there were, there's nobody, there's nobody ever uh, nobody. In, the, in the pop, the, in the female side of the pop industry who was that big. You know, right, and she's true. one of you know top three of, of Taylor Swift. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess. Current, yes. I'm yeah. still Bigger. not sold. I I don't know much of her music, so I'm a little ignorant yeah. to that. But <laughs> I yeah. I like Madonna's. You know, music. I mean, that's Taylor's not for. It's not for me. That that yeah. no, but, no, but I do I'm like a couple she's of her more songs. More famous than Madonna ever was. For sure. All Indisputable. Right. Maybe. Let's I don't know. Just, let's just pump the brakes a little bit. That there. could be its yeah. own episode. The debate that, yeah, that. we could debate this. Swift versus Madonna. I think yeah. that's a that's a good that's sort of the LeBron Jordan uh yeah. debate uh, all over again. And and with the same result. Madonna. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 72 and sunny. Um, beautiful <laughs> out there. Anderson decks now on sale at Heathmore Hardware. <laughs> I love that. That's a real place I can tell. Um, so that's I, I could talk to you. We could talk to you for another hour about the people you you interviewed on. TRL. I mean, is Fred Durst nice? No, <laughs> right. no, he was no, actually not. not nice. I mean, you know, everyone was everyone. Shocker. I always say um, people say, what was it? What were they like? And I go, it's like anything it's like music it's like uh art it's like people at your yeah. office you've got three really nice people you've got 10 people who are like eh, fine and then yeah. you've got like two assholes yeah. <laughs> you know it's like everything it's like there's three good songs on the radio there are 10 eh, and then there's like two like songs where you're like wow what the fuck yeah that's a um, great great way of looking at that <laughs> but I, he was I, you know and he came on and i just remember him saying backstage after being interviewed he was like man this place was so much cooler when carson was here and what by the prick. way wow. i that's insulting but also yeah. I, when i got the job i was so confused because every audition they were like yeah be more of yourself and then i got the job and it was like now be like carson you oh, be more yes. like carson be more like Carson. So had no definable characteristics yeah. at all. It was yeah. like tone it down. Yeah, the yeah. show's Be not you. Boring. You're just the vessel. To, and I'm like, okay, so I'll just okay. I, <laughs> Stop, soften up your features. Don't look. Don't be as angular. Uh, <laughs> right. That's um, uh, well. The, what a what a roller coaster ride that must have been. For, well, yeah. I want to. I do want to ask you because you were famous, right? I mean, yeah. Yes. So what was that like? To be young and famous in New it York. Was, it was it was awesome, that? and it was also like it was. I mean, it was amazing. Like in New York, you you this was this was like. I mean, you walk it, into it, Boston it, Market, and they're just like <laughs> they're throwing wet potatoes. potatoes at you. Oh, <laughs> man, are you kidding me? They're <laughs> forget about throwing it. Wet, yeah, forget wet about dish it. after wet dish. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I mean, were you going out to clubs and that sort yes. of thing? Yes, it was like uh, so the crazy. first day. You know, it's like, hey, we're at we're at you know club. Uh, we're at butter tonight. You butter, know, like, yeah. You know, yeah, we yeah. We're totally yeah. there at the same time. Like that, that because I, I worked we, in Times Square the same those same years. We must have been in the same room together. At yeah, some point, we definitely JC, we're at the same like. Ca I think we talked about this. We were probably in the cafeteria. The well, wherever the MTV cafeterias were, I think we probably would have been eating there at the same time. Oh, the seventh floor. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. yeah, they had a cafeteria <laughs> on the seventh guys, floor. It's such a different experience. Me and Goldie handing out flyers <laughs> sadly across in front of. Uh, Planet Hollywood, oh, TKTS man. booth. Oh, oh yeah, God. We know. just I mean... awful. 
Yeah. Um, so that's incredibly exciting. Uh, I mean, what a, what a glorious, weird era that was. Yeah, um, it was. It was a weird Michael time. Jackson. Do you meet him? No, I wish. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember when he. So does he. I remember when he came on TRL. That was Carson. That okay. was a whole thing. But uh, it was that was actually at the Virgin Megastore. I think the interview with wow. with, oh, with Michael. Ironically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, but that the Goldie, that's such a that's such a, t- a typical you thing. He's just finished talking about Madonna, and he's like, "Oh, I, so I went to Yale. Oh, did you go to Harvard? No. <laughs> yeah, I totally. Yeah. <laughs> it's like let him have Madonna. Okay, so that's maybe great. not. Goldie also left. Uh, you know, you won't know this because this is a podcast, but he also left for like five minutes during this interview. <laughs> he's uh, making soup. No, no, no. My dog was furiously pounding on the door to be let out, and it's just oh. like he's not going to stop till <laughs> right. I do it. Uh, so, okay, no, you're you're a good. No, dog. Okay, if it has to do with the dog, I think. Hey, by the way, not to jump ahead here, but uh, one of the reasons that like I'm even well that I'm even talking to you guys, or that I even have I think the Family Guy job is because one day at TRL, uh, me and this. I became a writer on TRL and I would hang out in the writer's room and, and I was just hanging out so much. They were like, you want to be a writer on the show and, and, <laughs> and, and pitch some ideas and stuff. And so I said, sure. And so I met this writer there named Joel Solomon and we became really good friends and we bonded over our love of the late, late show with Craig Kilborn. We just yes. loved that show. And we, became obsessed with uh, the show. We became obsessed with Craig. We became obsessed with Goldie and Gibby who'd come in. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so one day before TRL rehearsal, I was bored with Joel and Joel goes, uh, hey, should we like just try calling Goldie? Like just try calling CBS and see if they'll put us through to Goldie. And I'm like, <laughs> what? yeah, sure. And so uh, that's literally what happened. I remember calling before TRL with Joel, uh, calling CBS and saying, late, late show, please. And then I'd like to speak to Goldie. And then literally ring, ring. And then, hello. Like, <laughs> do you remember this, Goldie? Do you remember this? Yes, I remember very specifically because at the time, Punked was a big thing. Oh, yeah, The prank show. Right. And I was like, I think these fucking guys are like, oh, this guy's on TV, so he's so full of himself, he's going to think he has actual fans, and we're going to call and tell him we work for TRL, and we think he's awesome and cool. So I was just like, I was just thought I was being pranked, and that the whole thing was to like go, oh, and he actually believed that we liked him. What a fucking loser. Like It took like 20 minutes. Of them kind of specifically complimenting things where I was like, okay, I think these guys are actual fans. Yeah. <laughs> so totally. My first thought was that they were only wanted to make me feel. I mean, this just goes to my upbringing and like all the right. shit. No, but we were also like so fanboying, you know, really. The, no, you're being that, so nice. That like, thing you said about nice. your, th- your take on Manila envelopes was hilarious, man. <laughs> you just like, I never thought, you know, it's whatever. He's just that's, like going on and on. What an amazing that. connection. And that's yeah. even, that's even a little more interesting and specific than I was going to bring up because you have another connection to uh, the, the Goldie and my hub at the late, late show where when Craig Kilborn left, you mm-hmm. were seriously in the running to take that show over. And yeah. so t- will you tell that story? Because it's oh, so interesting and such a, an example of the way Hollywood works. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, okay. So, so Joel and I actually got on Craig's show 
because Craig had he used to introduce himself tonight on the show, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, say, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, Craig Kilborn. And I always thought that was the funniest thing that he's introducing <laughs> yeah. himself. So yeah. then he got out of nowhere. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Craig Kill. It was like an announcer they hired. Craig yeah. wasn't yeah. Richard doing it. Malmos. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's who it was. Yes. Cool. So. Joel and I were like, what the fuck? We were yeah. like, literally like, where's, that's the best, part, what's one of the best parts of the show? Right. And so what we did is, uh, Joel and I came up with the idea of signing a petition. <laughs> so we passed a petition around the MTV offices to get Craig's, to get the old voice guy back. We didn't say Craig. We, we, we like the old voice guy. And we actually got, and I have a photo of her signing it. Because Britney Spears was on the show that day. Wow. We have a photo of Britney wow. Spears signing the Craig Kilborn should voice uh, his, <laughs> his own his intro. <laughs> intro again. Her signing the contract. And what? it was like, hey, will you sign this? She was like, what, what, what is this? And it was like, it's just a little fun little thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Father's like, yeah, you're, she's not allowed to sign anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nice. <laughs> um, but, but so then how does that turn into you or in the running when Craig is stepping down? So after that, we, uh, Craig got wind of the contract. I'm sorry, the petition brought us on the show. We came on the show. Joel and I both did. Uh, there was a segment where we both like pretended to be Craig Kilborn introducing, you know, the, the show. And that was fun and everything. And then Craig left at the show. When I appeared there, I, I think that was the first time I met Goldie. And then I also met Mike Gibbons and became friendly with, awesome. with Gibbons. And when the show ended, I remember Goldie saying, you, you should, um, I'm going to talk to to Gibbons, I think. I, I might be misremembering. Probably this, Yasui. Like, probably Todd Yasui. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gibbons and I are going to talk to Yasui and about you coming in. Would you like to host a night? Because at that point, they had like 50 people, you know. Yeah. So, uh, oh, like David rotating Duchovny. in. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Drew Carey and David Duchovny. And Michael was, Ian Black. Michael Ian Black. And, and, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, all these Saget. people. Yeah, Saget, Saget came in and did it. Susan Sarandon. Uh, Bob Saget. So I said, oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you. And so I, all I remember is after this, I just remember walking at home after TRL. And it was like five o'clock at night. And on my phone, I had missed a call from Gibbons. And I was listening to the voicemail. And uh, he goes, hey, dude, it's Gibbons. Uh, hey, look. I just sold you so fucking hard to a 90 year old man. You're going to be hosting the show on Peter November. Lizalli. Yeah, Peter Lizalli. Yeah. I just got done. Yeah. And so uh, that's a good Gibbons, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Always kind of yelling, but like not. Hey, hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I was psyched, you know, and that was yeah. sort of how it cemented my, my first my first night. So your your first night, and and that clearly goes well because when they're finalizing who's going to replace Craig Kilborn permanently, you yes. are in the running there with basically like three people. Wow. Yeah, shocked. It was me, Michael Ian Black, Craig Ferguson, and uh, Deal Hughley. I think. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And uh, I remember going out. We each got a week. You know, they wanted to see us do our, do our thing for a week, and we mm -hmm. could bring in bits and whatnot. And so I remember coming up with with bits and I had this bit that I pitched that I wanted to do, which was called, uh, are they elderly based on their shoes? And so we went to, uh, That's we, went, funny. we went to the, 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 the farmer's market at the, yeah. uh, at the Grove and we just yeah. did B roll of people's <laughs> shoes. And then we would have audience members guess if they're elderly or not based on the shoe. And then they guess, and then we hit, and then it would pan up and you'd see elderly. That's, you know? <laughs> That's good. So anyway, so I had heard that uh, when I did that, that week, I had heard that 
the way it went down from my manager who knew Rob Burnett, who, who, who ran worldwide pants. I never knew if it was, a, if he was lying to me, um, but it was confirmed through a, a Peter LaSalle YouTube clip that Alec, you actually sent me, but it yeah. was um, David Letterman really liked uh, this is that so shoe awesome. bit. Yeah. Oh, this is so awesome because Letterman is, I mean, he's, the Madonna of of <laughs> late night television, yes. you know, not the Taylor Swift, the Madonna. No. Yeah, I mean, he is like Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, go on because I I might be able to add to this. Yeah, okay, go good. Ahead. Okay, so this is what I heard, and so my manager, you know, obviously I didn't get it. Okay, I had I did the week, and it wasn't as good as the first night because then I the first night was like whatever. There's I'm not I'm not going to get this, so I just went in to just to have fun. Then it's, I was nervous during like the week shows, and I didn't do as good of a job as the first night. Whatever week shows end, the week of shows end, and I get a call from my manager saying, you know, you didn't get the gig, but David Letterman in a meeting he watched. He was supposed to watch four tapes. He only watched two, yours in Ferguson's, and he watched yours he saw the shoe bit and he took the tape out and he said uh give it to the kid yes was the was what i heard was the line wow and i i always wanted to believe that you know that feels i good believe to, it to know that that yeah could have happened you know but there's always a part of me that was like that sounds oh, you know it no, almost sounds too good to be true i'm gonna get into the weeds here yeah. on this so like Please. this is interesting to like Please. six people and you're one of them so <laughs> Peter LaSalle was the exec, one of the executive producers of Johnny Carson. And then he got brought on board to Letterman. And then I think Dave kind of put him out to the West Coast and made a marriage with Kilborn. Uh, at Kilborn, he was not someone we talked to very much um, on the show, but he had an office and he was sort of a prominent person. Right. But he you know, like a lot of people in show business knew there's sort of value in having an office and, and hanging on. Yeah. And when Ferguson came in and the, the four of you came through, Ferguson was in his office every day for hours. Yeah, that's what oh. I heard. Picking his brain, knowing I'm... that like maybe this guy, you know, with the weight of the Tonight Show resume could go back to Letterman and up the food chain to Les Moonves at the time and sort of advocate for the only person who was sitting with this, quote, 90-year-old man yeah. and treating them as relevant. Yeah. And so that was like a very shrewd show business move yeah. that wound up working. And then, you know, when Ferguson got on, he then said, like, you know, I've hired this emeritus late-night regal genius, Peter LaSalle, to, you know, shepherd me through this process. And then he elevated him again. So it's it's just one of those things of like, you know, uh, the the Bud Schulberg book, What Makes Sammy Run, right? Yeah. That's just about the sort of compulsive nature of hanging on in show business. And then when you see like a crack in a doorway, kicking it open. And so it very well may be that you were Letterman's choice, but it it also was like, it didn't he, matter. To the same degree, he might not have wanted to talk to Peter LaSalle. And it's yes. like, if LaSalle's like, <laughs> I want Ferguson, it's like, whatever, I don't go to the West Coast. <laughs> I'm never it. in LA. I don't have to deal with the show. This is like 
not even worth a phone call to me who's on after me, which that, I think was kind of his attitude about that, the Late Late Show. That is exactly what happened because because in that clip that uh, Alex sent me of of Peter LaSalle, it was an interview for like the national, you know, television radio archives, archives or whatever. Yeah. He that is what he says is is basically that Dave, you know, liked uh, the MTV kid or whatever it was, yeah. who was really, he didn't really have uh, the gravitas. Just, he, he was, was no just, Arthur Godfrey, <laughs> yeah. which is to say it's a conversation. <laughs> you got it in there. He literally, oh, Goldie, Craig could do a character, a, a gay decorator who comes on to do the set. Not that, but something like that. <laughs> yeah, just it was an actual conversation I had. An- ancient, ancient, ancient man. Yes. I just remember, I remember Gibby being like, you need to go in there. Ferguson's been in there every day last week. Yeah. You need oh. to go in there and you need to schmooze. And uh, uh, I just remember walking into the room and literally my first thought was, this feels like a funeral parlor. Like it, was, yeah. it smells in it, the lighting, in the carpet, it, the pile yeah. thickness of the carpet is yeah. Well, I, I see like this awake in here. This is why I'm so glad. And and you know we you've been so generous with your time. Like we we've really got a lot here, which was so interesting. And but I wanted to hear that story again because yeah. Goldie's right when he brings up the Bud Schulberg, what makes Sammy run book because this is such a hollywood story where mm-hmm. someone like david letterman who is clearly the expert right he's the great the greatest maybe late night host of all time yeah he picks you because he mm-hmm. thinks something you did was funny and yes. he did not respond to the other person so that should be it just right. like when johnny wanted to replace himself with dave letterman and then we ended up getting jay leno because why because of so much action behind the scenes right. and network yes. executives and all that so yeah. this is a, again as goldie pointed out exactly what happened here where you should have had that job and i my guess is you'd still be doing it because you look like you're about you know 32 now so <laughs> I, I think you could still be doing that job and it's just a weird screw job by, a, as Goldie said, some guy just clawing to relevance who yeah. saw the little opening, yeah. took it, and you were sort of the victim of that. And the the other guy who saw this guy and said, I could use this guy, like it, it's like an organism, you know, like the, right. the hippo and the bird that cleans its teeth. It's yeah, like the two symbiotic. of us, we're going to, yes. you know, this unholy alliance. And uh, I mean, that's just, you know, now I'm of the age where I have to start thinking about doing stuff like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it has some youth. It's like the, the that Vampire. Silicon Valley billionaire who gets the blood of the young person. It's like, who can I cling to? <laughs> I, I will say that that for me was like the greatest week of my, of my career. Like that was just oh, wow. so much fun. I mean, it was doing so cool. the job that I sort of always wanted to do doing something I always wanted to do, which was comedy and then getting to work with, you know, like comedy heroes, you know, yeah. like, like, you know, Goldie and Gibbons and, and Craig and, and all that. Cool. It, it was just, it was like a, it was like a dream, you know? Um, oh, that's yeah. awesome. That's so. awesome. Well, you know, sadly that didn't work out the way you wanted at the time, but on the plus side for us is, you know, the, the, the Plinko chips fell and you ended up with us at family guy and you've been doing yeah. such a great job there. Like you're all so of us, funny. you've achieved a decent compromise and you work at family guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we're thrilled that you're there and we were, thrilled that you've been here today um so thank you for talking to us and now you're going to be joining us for a part of the show that we like to call top five top five 
it is. That's us singing, Damien. Nice. Use that. Nice. Um, all right. So this was my category this week. Um, so I'll I'll get us started off. Um, it's top five movie character names. And Goldie, I'm going to be angry with you if you don't have a couple of these. But top five movie character <laughs> names. Number five for me. A little obvious, but I'm going Rocky Balboa. Oh, right. yeah. I think like. You know, we take Rock the name Rocky Balboa for granted now, but it was at, at the yes. time Rocky, great name. Number four, Hannibal Lecter, mm-hmm. just are- great, just a great name. Yes, fantastic. Number three, here's a movie you might not remember so well. Loved this name, Marion Cobretti okay. from the Sylvester Stallone movie Cobra oh. from 1985. <laughs> His character name was Detective Marion. Cobretti. Wow. Okay. I always love that one. Number two, Eddie Barzoon. No, that's great. <laughs> Eddie Barzoon from Devil's Advocate. I'll let Goldie talk more about that because I feel like it might be on there. And number one for me, you've heard me say this name on the podcast before. I love this name so much and I loved this movie. Lightning McQueen yes. from Cars. <laughs> Lightning McQueen. There's my list. Nice. Very I'm nice. I'm sticking to it. Uh, Damien, why don't you uh, take next up? Sure. Um, a name I love and a movie I love and my favorite actor, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Sandy Lyle, Ooh. Along Came Polly. Yeah. He sounds like a golfer. Nice. Very yeah. Good, he, he's so he's the he is Sandy Lyle in that movie. I don't know. <laughs> uh, also, uh, another great name I loved, uh, Les Grossman. Nice. Yeah. Tropic <laughs> yeah. Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Uh, moving on to... Uh, John Candy, Harry Crumb. Yeah, oh, that's really good. Oh, yeah. I've watched that many the time. Love that. And then, of course, uh, my favorite movie of all time, Big Trouble in Little China, Jack Burton. Yeah, Ooh, right, there nice. you go. Very solid. You give solid names. You like yeah, them. Yeah, nice <laughs> solid name. And then uh, my favorite name from any movie, uh, Dignan from Bottle Rocket. Ooh, yeah. Oh, that is a very Just good Dignan. Great movie. Yeah. So fun. Great yeah. list. Great JC, list. what do you got? Okay, um, my number five is Kaiser Sose from oh, The Usual Suspects. Good one. Number four, Dirk Diggler from yeah. Was that okay. name? <laughs> uh, Number three, Axel Foley. Yes. Our little Eddie Love Murphy. Love it. This is a really good list. Yeah. <laughs> number two, Marty McFly. Ooh, you like the alliteration. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and number one, Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Chalk. Those are good. Goldie, what do you got? Uh, all right. Number five, Radio Raheem. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yep. Number four, I have a tie. I, I don't, I almost never do this, but I had two things that I wanted to do. Sure. So uh, it's a tie between Pulp Fiction, The Gimp. Yes. And Napoleon Dynamite. Yes. yes. There yes. you go. Number three. Johnny Utah. Oh, that's good. Jonathan Utah. (laughs) Number two from the Woody Allen movie Bananas, Fielding Mellish. Yes. (laughs) Such a perfect Woody Allen name. name. (laughs) Number one, Eddie Barzoon. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie Barzoon. Wait, can I, Goldie, can I point something out here? I am disappointed there's one name that's not on your list. And I will say this. Because well no 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 I will say this because this is a name that you used to bark back at me for like eighteen months okay, okay. 
Chev Chelios. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, is, that's a What's Jason that Statham movie. It's right? a Jason Statham movie. His name's <laughs> Chev Chelios. And you Jesus. kept bringing it up for like, like from all of 2006 was you repeating that. It's <laughs> <name>. just stupid. <laughs> no one's named Chev. Uh, all right. Well, that's a great list, Goldie. What do we have top five next week? So uh, this is, you know, more of a, a curiosity to get ideas for myself, but the mm. top five go-to dinners in your house. Oh, oh no, I love okay. that. Who doesn't like to think about delicious? <laughs> no, because then food? we learn like maybe you have something, and I go, I never thought of that yeah. for dinner. Oh, That's wow. a great one. I'll I love it. Incorporate because I'm always looking for a new dinner. Can I tell you wow. something? I love it. Why is going to be so boring? Um, Mine will be. All right. Oh, that was fun. Thank you, Damien, for joining us and joining us for top fives. Always fun. We love Damien. Such a nice guy. Um, but now yes. let's end the show as we do every week on a high note. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tom and Max. <laughs> we love you, Tom. We, we're, we're looking for you, Tommy. We want you back on here. Um, yeah. All right. My, my high note this week is a little petty and complicated. Petty is the key word today, apparently. Yes. Um, my high note is Bill Belichick. And I'll tell you why. This is a story I guess I missed the first time around, but I'm now becoming aware of. In this year's draft, so that this was in May, in this year's draft, the Patriots had the 14th pick, but they didn't really, they didn't have anyone targeted around that area. So they were looking to trade down to pick up a couple picks in the, in future, the future, trade a few spots down. It happens all the time in the draft. So they had a few offers of teams that wanted to jump up a few spots and trade with them. The Patriots took a worse offer from the Pittsburgh Steelers because they knew that Pittsburgh in the 14th spot was going to draft the player that the New York Jets wanted in the 15th wow. spot. That is very and funny. so that's already great. What happened? The Steelers drafted an offensive lineman that the Jets wanted. The Jets did not get that offensive lineman. So on opening night, the Jets were starting an offensive lineman who they didn't really want. And this offensive lineman was responsible for giving up the sack that injured Aaron Rodgers for the whole season. Whoa. So in a way, Bill Belichick engineered oh the destruction God. of the Jets yet again. And I, wow. that's, you know what, that that's my very, very petty. petty high note this week. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, my very petty high note is... Uh, the building that wouldn't let you in. <laughs> I knew it. I no, no. knew it. <laughs> uh, my high note is the strike being over, which you know yeah. is is good news for us, but I think it's even better news for just the community of Hollywood who really bore the brunt of this. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't take that lightly. How hard it's been for the crew and craft services like restaurants and all the people who really support writers and support these shows who took it on the chin so i'm i'm happy that uh they are back and open for business yes. well said well yes. said i will i am going to join you on that high oh, note with belichick <laughs> i do like your pettiness oh, 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 the building <laughs> fuck you god damn it <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the, the I mean, I am personally not ready to get back into the intensity of the way uh, 
the production I work on that's not Family Guy runs, but I am grateful that I don't have to see my end date and not get paid for however long that would have been. I was very fortunate to be employed this entire time, but I'm grateful (sighs) for you. I know, very lucky. But yeah, so that's my high note on that. Awesome. uh, Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, great high notes. Great episode today. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Thank you two for being awesome. Thank you. Thanks again to Damien Fahey for being here. He was just terrific and always (laughs) just so handsome. (laughs) And we will talk to all of you again next week. You're going to be dead in that building next week. Shut up. That was fun. And it stops right now. Disgusting. <laughs>